0: Stick around to the end of the show in about 20 minutes and I'll reveal how you can be our next guest on one of the fastest growing marketing podcasts. Let's go. So
1: today we have Doug Morneau joining us from Steingate Advertising. Doug, how are you doing today?
2: Doing well. Thanks thanks so much for asking.
1: Well, yeah, it's our pleasure. So tell us a little bit about Steingate Advertising and what you do.
2: Uh we I say we help our clients make buckets of money and we get to keep some. So basically <laughs> I work in the lead generation and sales generation space. Um a lot of my clients from the financial sector.
1: Okay. That's excellent. So how long have you been doing this?
2: Uh 36, 37 years.
1: All right. So safe to say you have a decent amount of experience in this world.
2: Yeah, I've 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 you know banged my <laughs> nose a few times. I've learned a few things that work and a few things that don't.
1: All right. Uh So why did you start into this business? Were you on your own before this or what kind of led to this?
2: Um, I guess I always want to be an entrepreneur. I grew up, in, you know, in a house where my mom was a stay-at-home mom. My dad worked for the city in a labor job. My grandfather had retired when he was 35 um, and moved to Vancouver, so he'd done very well. And then he went back into the business world. And as a, just as a kid growing up, watching my grandfather come over every year with another brand new car that somebody had given him from the work he had done, I went, "That's pretty cool. I want, I want, I want to do that." <laughs> And so, you know, I just kind of looked at what he was doing and, um, you know, he was involved in the public markets and, and he mm-hmm. said, hey, if I'll read the stock market pages, that's when we still had newspapers to read them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, I will show you what penny stocks are. And, and so that was kind of my grade six, seven, eight growing up years and inspired me to, when I got out of high school, to not go to college, but actually to, to, uh, to get into business.
1: Okay. That's interesting. So did you play penny stocks when you were like middle, high school stuff?
2: I did. I play. Uh, I did. <laughs> did you yeah, that? well, that's a great <laughs> definition. I mean, I started pretty easily. I wasn't going to lose money because he said he mm-hmm. would gift me 500 shares in each of the companies that he was starting if I would follow them and I could sell them whenever I wanted. So um, that's a pretty easy way to get started in the stock market and not lose money.
1: Yeah, I like that. I would, uh, yeah. I would like to do that for yeah, my kids. Yeah, it's easy as to well, sign people up fun. for that program. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Hey, I've got a way for you to get in and there's no risk. So, there's no
2: risk. Good. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
1: <laughs> so, everybody wants to get into the stock yeah. market. Um, so, tell me a little bit about some of the hard moments while you've been uh, going into your own business and what some of the things are that you've learned.
2: Well, I mean, I, I learned very early on that not all the clients pay their bills or pay them on time. Okay. And I remember once, uh, when we had my son, uh, so we had, you know, newly married, new house and a baby. And I went into the company I was working for and I realized the door was locked. It was dark and there's no furniture there. And they basically did a midnight move and didn't pay any of the staff. And so I had to come home and tell my wife that not only did I not have this, this client anymore, but the client was non-existent. They had disappeared. So we're not likely to ever see the money that they owe us. So, um, yeah. That was a hard moment.
1: Yeah. What have you done since then to mitigate? I'm sure you have terms and prepayments.
2: <laughs> yeah, I've gotten better, especially in that space where I'm buying, you know, where right now I buy a lot of media, so it's really a pay in advance and it's, and it's non-negotiable. So, you know, that's just the way it is. If I'm going to, if I'm going to make a commitment for hundred thousand dollars, you're going to send it to me first before I sign the contract.
1: Yeah, that seems reasonable. I like that. Um, So uh, tell me a little bit about like your typical customer and like how they come to you and what their results are when they leave or when they hit the end of a project.
2: Well, and sometimes they leave and sometimes we ask them to leave and sometimes they don't like us. So that works out just perfectly fine. So so there's a lot of reasons why we're not working with some people. Um, So most of the clients come to me with a problem. And typically the problem is um, not enough sales or not enough leads. Mm. And they're really looking for some way to correct that. And in most cases, they've tried a whole bunch of different methods of getting there. Um, you know, in a real estate process, I was just working with, they already had two agencies working and I was kind of wow. like third man in, they said, Hey, can you fix this? And so that process, we, I had to meet with the agencies, look at all the data, look at what they're doing, and then go back to the, the founder and say, these guys need to go, these guys need to change, and this is how you should maybe train, change some of your strategy uh, moving forward.
1: Wow. Okay. So what was the result of moving everything around? I assume something very positive for them?
2: No, not with those guys. They, uh, they were raising money for real estate in Mexico. And um, apparently when there's a pandemic that hits, people aren't that <laughs> interested in buying um, investment real estate, they can't see. Um, but, but in other cases, what's happened is you know, we have scaled their businesses up very large, very quick. So, you know, I take a non-traditional approach to the marketplace. I'm really looking to help my clients to develop, you know, um, some tactics and some strategies in a team to execute and get the results they want. And that Mm. doesn't always include spending money. So, yes, Facebook ads are great. They're wonderful, but you have to pay for them. There's also strategies where you can do joint ventures and introductions uh, with technology that can help people to grow their business. So I tell people strategy first, tactics second.
1: That's awesome. Do you have a company that you could tell us about that maybe took one of the less traditional or routes that people don't normally think of?
2: Yeah. I, in the venture capital space, um, a number of people would phone me. or So you asked me how I get my clients. They would come to me and say, Hey, I'm looking at acquiring this company and I'm looking at funding it, or I'm looking at rolling it into a publicly traded company. What do you think of the product, the company, the people? Mm. Is it going to be marketable? And in that situation, um, if I, I just give them my feedback and if they do fund it, then they hire me as a requirement, Hey, we'll give you this X number of dollars, but you're going to hire Doug to do the marketing. Mm -hmm. And so they were, it was a lithium mining company. They were raising money. And so they signed a contract with us to help them go out there and introduce them to investors and raise money um and we did exceptionally well using third party email list rental so oh. i partnered with financial publications that were large publications you know like the washington post and the big companies mm. that have large subscriber bases we paid them to run ads to to their subscribers which were in the millions of, of emails and we raised a, a, a lot of money for these guys all right i think the number was about 40 million dollars
1: nice Okay, so typical clients that come work with you, kind of what's the range between what they're doing annually and what they're doing like for their business?
2: Um I would say there's we don't really work with any clients that aren't like in the in the past in the financial space that aren't already in the eight figures um kind of sales okay. Um, A lot of the, you know, we're working with retail guys, obviously they're a lot smaller. So we've done work in retail hospitality Um, Mm -hmm. and it really comes down to, you know, do I think I can help them and, you know, what is our time availability? So my business is a combination of, yes, I need to make money, keep the lights on, look after my family and support my community. But there's also opportunity. Like today I had a phone call from um, somebody's dad in the gym. So uh, she said, my dad's writing a book, I know you've written a book, and it became a bestseller, would you talk to him? So I had a second call with him today, just saying this is how I managed to get there. Um, And so you know, there's no money there. That's just an opportunity to give a hand up to somebody who's, you know, just starting out.
1: Absolutely. So tell me a little bit about the book you wrote that became a bestseller. That's awesome.
2: I wrote the book about email marketing. So it was basically called Three Big Lies, um, How to Generate Leads and Sales Using uh, Third-Party Email Lists. And I wrote the book because um, I literally have helped my clients raise hundreds of millions of dollars using these tactics. Mm. And we've used them over and over and over again, and they still work today. And what I found was when I talked to um, big marketing guys and and companies and and the Frank Kearns of the world and the Ryan Dices of the world, if you dig deep enough, you see they all use that that tactic. Mm but they never talk about it. So I thought, well, maybe it's time that the rest of the world knew that uh, those six, seven, and eight figure earners online are using this. They're just not talking about it.
1: Wow. So what's your why? Like, Tell us a little bit about why you get up in the morning and do what you do.
2: I'm weird. Um, I really <laughs> love, I really love what I do. You know, I'm a lifelong learner. I, I really get a, uh, get energized by, by learning and, and by being able to being able to implement and help my clients make a difference. So to take something, you know, that they have a problem with and a fix that problem, um, is just gives me more energy than, you know, it's not just about, you know, um, um money. It's about helping them to accomplish this. And then, you know, the, my whys changed over the years. I mean, when I first started as a young entrepreneur, I thought everything I need to do revolved around getting money. And then you get a little bit older and now you can see I'm a lot older thinking, Hey, there's a lot of other things that I'd like to do community. I'd like to support mm-hmm. not for profits. I'd like to work with, you know, I've got three kids, I've got grandkids. I want to spend time with them. We want to, you know, so, you know, you're, I think for me, anyhow, my whys changed, um, over the years.
1: Yeah, one of the things that I really like about like different entrepreneurial circles that I've had the opportunity to run in is I've run into people who have wise very similar to yours and that it's not just about the money, right? People yeah. like it and we run businesses, but you run into a lot of people that really have a heart for other people and for helping other people where they're at in their business and where they're at in their life as well seasonally. Yeah. So, you know, talking to a friend's dad from the gym about, you know, giving a hand up to somebody who's coming up behind you. At you know, I, I love that about the entrepreneurial community.
2: Well, I think there's an opportunity to also to use your influence, uh, whatever level you're at in business to to help other people. So I was at a, a business meeting in New York and we're out for dinner at a very nice place having a conversation and being introduced to some people I didn't know. I said, hey, we're doing a fundraiser for uh, drug and alcohol rehab center in Vancouver, uh, obviously, you know, different country. And And two of the guys said, well, I would support that. And so just because I, w- I had the opportunity to be there, mm-hmm. um, I asked, they showed up and they brought their checkbooks.
1: Yeah. I, I love that part of the, the entrepreneurial community. It's just, it's always so encouraging to see the other side of what we don't uh, normally see portrayed. So <laughs>
2: <laughs> yes, it's not all evil.
1: <laughs> yes, exactly. Exactly. Um, so tell me a little bit about where you're headed in the next three to five years. Where's your biz- business going?
2: Oh, who knows? Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I can think. So, you know, I, I'm, I'm joking, but not joking. I said to somebody the other day that said, well, what, what's happening with COVID? What's happening with pandemic? I said, my plan A is that the world's going to stay the way it is for the next five years. That's my okay. plan A. And I'm going to build my business based on that. And my plan B is it's going to go back to what was somewhat normal. Um, so that's kind of where I'm, I'm looking. I'm moving more of my efforts into the e-commerce space. Mm.
1: Okay, excellent. So how can our community jump on board and support you in developing your vision? Where can we find you?
2: Uh, You can find me on my website, um, dougmorneau.com. I have a blog there. I have a podcast there. There's some resources there and um, that's probably the best way. I have an email newsletter I send out um, twice a week and it's really just all about the information about what I'm doing, what tools I'm using, what tactics I'm using. And um, I think once a year or once every two years I might ask. But other than that, it's really just about sharing where I'm going and (laughs) answering questions from my uh, subscribers.
1: Okay. Excellent. Well, Doug, thank you so much for joining us today. I hope you have a great evening.
2: Great. Thanks so much. I really appreciate uh, you taking the time today.
0: Thank you so much for listening to the Leverage to Scale show. If you are a purpose-driven business owner or professional who would like to have a global impact by being interviewed on our show, please visit leveragetoscale.com forward slash guest.